Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to have so much fun and learn a lot because we're going to be talking about how we can be unstoppable as women. Okay, men, we don't, we're not scaring you off. You all have women in your lives that you want to be unstoppable. So you need to be paying attention to this too. And of course, the tips will also apply to men. So, um, you know, that we are going to have a great conversation today. So please join me in welcoming Amira Avarez to our program today. Welcome, Amira. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. It's great to be here. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you. So Amira Alvarez is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, and rising stars in all fields achieve their goals and dreams faster than they ever thought possible. As someone who has made a quantum leap, going from barely making six figures to making 700,000 in one year, then on to seven figures and has lived to tell about it, she knows exactly what tactical strategies and mindset shifts are required to get out of your own way, live life on your own terms, and master the art of achieving any goal you set your mind to. So again, Amara, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I always like to put us back in the Wayback Machine and find out how it is that you got to where you are today and how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Absolutely. So certainly depends how way, way back the machine is going to take us. You know, we could go. I've had people say when I was six years old because it pertains. I mean, it's the funniest thing. Absolutely. So I do think I'm one of those people who's always been very invested in personal growth, very curious about what it takes to Mm -hmm. be happy, to be successful. To, to, to live well. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I would call myself a personal growth junkie, mm-hmm. right? Like I was, that was the section of the, the bookstore that I would mm-hmm. always go to now it's Amazon, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, that was always my bent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I started a business many, many years ago, first business in, in the Bay area of, of California. And I really had the attitude, you know, going to hang out my shingle mm-hmm. and what I offer is fabulous and the people will come. Yeah. And I, it was, <laughs> right. I was rudely awakened mm-hmm. by the fact that, Oh, you have to do marketing and sales. That's part of, part mm-hmm. of the, the, um, the business. Mm-hmm. And I started doing a lot of learning, taking seminars, mm-hmm. taking courses because I wasn't willing to 
quite frankly, be poor. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to not be successful right. financially mm-hmm. in my, my mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And I was in the, the mind body wellness world. Mm-hmm. And there is quite a strong stance in that world that, you know, it, it's a struggle to make money and right. you can't make mm-hmm. a lot of money and be satisfied. Just get with, used to it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're exactly. helping people. Correct. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of industries that have that sort of as the, mm-hmm. the zeitgeist or mm-hmm. the, the, the cultural mm-hmm. way of looking at things. And I just wasn't available for that. I was mm-hmm. like, that's, I, that's not what I signed up for. So right. I did all this research mm-hmm. and I ended up being very successful for that field in the mm-hmm. Bay Area in a very short period of time. And mm-hmm. many of the, the people in my industry started asking me questions about what I was doing mm-hmm. and you know, how did you do this? You did this mm-hmm. really quickly. And I found that I loved helping. Well, mm-hmm. every, I think most people love helping, but mm-hmm. I really loved helping around mm-hmm. the marketing and the sales and the strategy mm-hmm. for scaling and all of this stuff. And some people would take my advice and run with it and have success. And some people um, just nodded their head mm-hmm. heads to it. And that was sort of my first uh, experience with, you know, the, the concept that you have to really want it. Mm-hmm. You want to be successful in business. Mm-hmm. You actually have to really want it. Mm-hmm. And some people that's just not important to them right. and they're not going to do mm-hmm. the work that's required mm-hmm. to, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was business. Number one, I made some great money. I, I loved what I did. Mm-hmm. It was really working. And then we decided to move across the country and the business that I had was a brick and mortar business. You mm-hmm. know, it had a, um, right. a mm-hmm. studio. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved, I had to decide whether I was starting mm-hmm. that business again mm-hmm. or was I doing something else? Mm-hmm. And I, I did a lot of triangulation, a lot of deep soul searching mm-hmm. and thinking. And I realized that I loved the, the teaching and the coaching aspect of how I was helping people build their business. Mm-hmm. That was really exciting to me. And I could tell that I was thrilled about it. And so, you know, I'm, I'm compressing the story quite a bit. But I, I ended up shifting gears and opening a, a coaching business to mm-hmm. help women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and small business owners scale their business to really grow. And I, I just went for it. And mm-hmm. now business number two, I had a little bit more experience mm-hmm. under my belt. And the first year in business, it was really six months. The first six months was roughly 30K. I like to share, share my numbers, Deb, because I think- You know, it, numbers are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers are great. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are f- afraid of the money stuff mm-hmm. or don't want to talk about it. And I think it's important it's to know- It's not polite. Exactly. Right. And I think it's important for people to know what's possible mm-hmm. for them and and also what it looks like. And every right. business is different mm-hmm. because some people are running a you know, I have clients who are lawyers. I have cri- mm-hmm. clients that are therapists. They have mm-hmm. a different pay scale mm-hmm. than someone right. else, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you have to understand that when when we're discussing things. Mm-hmm. But um, first year in business, thirty k, roughly six months. Second year in business, ninety k. So I tripled my income. Mm-hmm. That felt pretty good. D- hadn't crossed that mythical six figure mark mm-hmm. yet, which was what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that third year in business, I made. 138k. So Ooh, another 50. in three years, you went from zero to 138,000. That's not correct. Bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Thank you. I'll flip my hair back for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was proud of myself. But here's mm-hmm. the thing, Deb. I was freaking exhausted, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of 
people who work for themselves. This was me. And, and I think I had a part-time VA at that mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. virtual assistant. I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs will, will recognize this. You know, I had, my strategy was basically be a good person, mm-hmm. like do good work mm-hmm. and work hard. Right. And, and work really, really, really hard. Correct. And like my come to Jesus moment, my big breakthrough moment was when I was sitting on the floor of my office. I had my laptop on my lap. I was, I was leaning up against the couch. I remember it so distinctly. And my husband called up um, from downstairs and was like, Hey babe, dinner's ready. It's probably like what? 6.30, 6.45 at night. And I was like, thanks, hon. I'll be right down. I just want to get one more thing done. Famous last words. Right. Like, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. did, I mean, can you relate to that, Deb? There's right. always more. Oh, yeah. More, yeah. Right? You know, you, you have that in mind, but then an email pops up and, oh, you might check Facebook. And yeah, pretty soon it's yeah. 10 o'clock, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's that never ending to do list. Mm-hmm. You're on that hamster wheel of never enough. And I, um, about an hour later, he's like, okay, I'm starting. Great guy. Didn't guilt and shame me. Mm-hmm. But I stopped and I was like, this is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. This is not how I, mm-hmm. I want to live. Right. And I really, it was this moment where I, I stepped back from myself and I looked mm-hmm. at myself mm-hmm. and I like to t- tell the story because I think it's really indicative of mm-hmm. exactly where I was. And I think a lot of people can relate to it. Mm-hmm. It was now seven 45 at night. I probably had gotten up at six. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I get up very early five 36 kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I was out of bed and I, it wasn't a client facing day. Mm-hmm. So I just went into work mode mm-hmm. that evening. I was still in the clothes that I'd slept in and they weren't pretty clothes. They mm-hmm. weren't sexy night clothes. They mm-hmm. were like torn the t-shirts sweats, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't showered mm-hmm. and I hadn't even brushed my teeth. Right. Ew. Yeah. You just got up and went work. 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 Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not the woman I want to be. Mm-mm. And I don't, I, I don't like this, mm-hmm. but I didn't know going back to what I said previously, mm-hmm. I didn't know what actually was going to cause success, mm-hmm. create success. Because mm-hmm. I really, I was brought up, I, I don't know if you were, but I was brought up to, to, you know, I had my crazy teenage years, but like to basically get good grades. Mm-hmm. Right. Dot the I's, cross the mm-hmm. T's, get mm-hmm. good grades, go to college, get a good job. Mm-hmm. And that's how you were going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I was using those same techniques to run a business, mm-hmm. which is not what causes success. Right. Yeah, and that hamster wheel doesn't really do things. It doesn't, it doesn't get you leverage. Mm-hmm. And so that was my big wake up moment. And I... I, I really paused then and I made a commitment to myself that I was going to mm-hmm. study success and I was mm-hmm. going to figure out, you know, like the, in my head, like maybe this is not so humble, but in my head, I was like, if I'm so good at what I do mm-hmm. and I'm so smart, why am I not further along? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And why am I working 12, 14 hour days? Mm-hmm. And it feels like, even though I had had the success you know, mm-hmm. in three years, it feels like I'm just grinding it out mm-hmm. and that doesn't seem accurate. Mm-hmm. So I studied success. I worked with a mentor. 
I, I really, I, I learned the, what I call the laws of success. They're based mm-hmm. on universal laws. And if you want me to get into those, I'm, I'm happy to, they, they were very instrumental in mm-hmm. helping me change my perspective mm-hmm. on life so that I could work at a different level. Mm-hmm. And I changed my self-image and my identity. Uh, I mean, I'm still who I am, but right. I mm-hmm. changed my internal self-worth. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm happy to speak about all those things. Mm-hmm. And, and that year I went from 138 to mm-hmm. 700K mm-hmm. and I five times my income. And wow. I was like, who did that happen to? <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. Where'd this person come from? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then I got used to it and we crossed the seven figure mark and I've been helping women do this. I have, mm-hmm. you know, other people make quantum leaps and, you know, it all depends on where you are. I mean, mm-hmm. some, for some people they come to me and a quantum leap is, going from 2k a month to 10k a month right. and that's huge mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. um that's five times in your income mm-hmm. and for some people it's going from you know crossing this six figures crossing the seven figures and mm-hmm. that's a quantum leap mm-hmm. so uh, it really like if if the numbers seem low to you mm-hmm. compare it to where you want to go if the right. numbers seem high yeah. to you compare it to where and you they're want different to go. as you said for every single person correct correct but the methodology is really right the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned the fact that it is a mindset. Um, you know, I've, I've had people who have said, you know, in one sentence, what is the best business advice that, that you could get? And, and I always say, take your business seriously. Don't treat it as a hobby. I guess that's two sentences. Um, but I think that's what so many people kind of do, especially if we're home-based, you know, it is different when you get up and you get dressed and you go to an office and, and all those various things. But for many of us, when we're starting out, we are in our home, um, you know, and, and so it does tend to be kind of that hobby mentality that so I'll work on it when I can, or, you know, it, it just all these various things, or, or like you said, we work ourselves to death on it. I mean, there's, it's weird. There's not a happy medium. Yeah. And so, so as business owners, entrepreneurs working for yourself, you have to figure out how to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. You have to learn what that is. And right. it's, it's a nuanced thing. It takes discernment because on mm-hmm. the one hand, it's true. You have mm-hmm. to do the work. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the hours. There's no, um, there, there is this, this push the boulder up the mountain mm-hmm. phase of your business. But if you stay addicted to the the struggle, addicted mm-hmm. to the hard work. Right. If you stay um, thinking that you have to do that all the time and mm-hmm. you don't create new boundaries, you won't force yourself to mm-hmm. grow. And I still do this. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're obviously growing like the company, you're either mm-hmm. growing or you're dying. We're, we're definitely mm-hmm. growing. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we have a lot of new initiatives going on and we're bringing on new team members and I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my schedule after about three or four weeks. And I was like, this, this thing that I've been doing recently, this is insane. Like mm-hmm. I can't work like this and be rejuvenated, mm-hmm. the visionary mm-hmm. being, being clear, being, uh, being able to receive good ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really s- set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I basically said to my team, Fridays, no meetings, mm-hmm. meetings only from nine to three. Mm-hmm hard lines, mm-hmm. hard boundaries, mm-hmm. do not, do not book anything mm-hmm. outside of that time and do not ask me 
to right. make an exception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's done? Everyone takes over the meetings right. that I was mm-hmm. doing, mm-hmm. right? And it forces Which is me- great for them. Correct. Mm-hmm. They they take more ownership. Mm-hmm. I fire myself up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like no, I, I, that's not going to happen mm-hmm. anymore. So anyways, there's lots of, you do need boundaries and you do need to look at them often mm-hmm. and reapproach them. Right. And, you know, soon that will be uh, smaller hours. So mm-hmm. there'll be more visionary time mm-hmm. and less, mm-hmm. um, you know, operation time. Right. Right. You know, and, and I love the, the, you know, that, that you talk about boundaries because that I think for so many people, and I I don't care if, you know, they're working out of their spare bedroom or they're, you know, a CEO of a multi gazillion dollar company, we have to set those boundaries, Um, you know, and, and it's, but especially if you are a home-based business owner, people tend to think, well, you're there, so you should be available 24/7. And your clients think that, your you know people you're working with think that, all of those various things. And I learned that probably the you know and, and I started my business over 20 years ago. That was one of the first things I learned was to set those boundaries and to tell people I'm available between this period and this period. Now does that mean I'm not checking emails at 10 o'clock at night? No. But I also learned I don't reply to them at 10 o'clock at night because then it gets that expectation set. Oh, she's there. She'll respond. Right. Yeah. Um, do and send, do, do you use the yeah. send later? Yeah. Command? Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Or okay. save it in draft mode, you know, there all of is. those various things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so it's, it is one of those things. And, and of course time zones, and especially now that for many things that we're doing, we're working with people around the world. So yeah, you know, we, we do have to be more fluid on things like that. But it, you know, maybe it's that okay, you know, Tuesday is going to be my evening night to deal with people. So Wednesday morning, I'm not available. I mean, you know, things like that. So that because we do get caught up in that, you know, we used to call this in, and you still do in, in contracts, scope creep, right? You know, you're, totally. you you were supposed to do X, and now you're doing X, Y, Z, and you know, several other things. And, you know, so you, you have to learn to adapt to that. And I think as women, it's harder for several things, you know, first of all, because we want to please people. I mean, you know, God bless the millennials that we're raising to, to not think this so much. Um, But, you know, we do want to make people happy. We don't want to tell them, no, we don't want to tell them you have to wait till tomorrow. Um, I did that last night. Somebody sent me an email and I, and I responded and I said, I'll do this tomorrow. And after 20 years, that's still in my little brain. Went, and I thought it can wait, you know, and, and, um, and then, you know, also as women, we've got many other roles that we're doing. We might have a family, you know, all of these various things. And so it is a, a, a different challenge. I'm not going to, you know, it's it, men face a lot of challenges too. Um, but as as women, it is, you know, we do have different challenges. 100%. So there's a number of different things that I want to share in response to that. Mm-hmm. One, as a past project manager in a previous life. You know what scope creep is. is. Uh I I love that expression. (laughs) Um, And and it's like, this is scope creep. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that you also need boundaries on is not just uh, your work hours and time Mm -hmm. and things like that, but clarifying what done looks like for a project. Mm -hmm. And and this is so- And it might not be perfect. Correct. 
But if you know, this is what done looks like, mm-hmm. you have a, a, a defined goal and you mm-hmm. can then, I mean, you can have milestones to get mm-hmm. there and then you feel successful that you're, you've moved forward. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I see with entrepreneurs all the time is they get to the end of the day mm-hmm. and they don't feel successful. They've done mm-hmm. a lot, but they haven't mm-hmm. done the, the things that are going to move mm-hmm. the needle so that they don't feel successful. And this is one of the mm-hmm. things that I, I go hard with my clients on. Mm-hmm. I, we have like accountability that has them thinking about what are the needle moving things mm-hmm. for you today? Mm-hmm. right? What is actually going to move the needle? And let's do those first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if you, if, so this is an example of clarifying it by the day, but you can mm-hmm. clarify it by the project. Mm-hmm. We talk about two week sprints and all these things. So um, I think it's really important to define what done looks like for yourself, mm-hmm. whether it's time or projects mm-hmm. or activities so that you can feel successful. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's that never ending. We talked right. about that hamster wheel of mm-hmm. never enough, like the to-do list when you're an entrepreneur, it, it just mm-hmm. doesn't end. It just mm-hmm. keeps going. So you have to, you have to really learn that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, uh, and this applies to both men and women, but women do have different conditioning around this. Mm-hmm. When, when we are young, we are programmed, if you will, our subconscious mind mm-hmm. is programmed to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. We, we, learn how to think about the world, how Mm -hmm. to think about others and how to think about ourselves. So earlier I said, one of the key things for me in making a quantum leap or an income breakthrough Mm -hmm. was changing my self image, Mm -hmm. my identity. Right. And when you talk about, like I said, I'll get, get to this in the morning. You still had that little hook Mm -hmm. feeling that's this, that's the belief about what makes you a good person. Mm -hmm. And when you were brought up, you were probably brought up to be very like reactive. Like if mom asked for this, you're being helpful. You know, that's a good thing. (laughs) You got, you got kudos for reacting quickly Mm -hmm. and doing Mm -hmm. what other people wanted. Mm -hmm. And so you, you learned that that was what created you as a good person mm-hmm. in this world mm-hmm. that you helped others, which helping is great, mm-hmm. but that you were, you jumped when other people mm-hmm. need help. Right. Now, this is a challenge mm-hmm. when you're running a business. Mm-hmm. Now, if your team needs you all the time and you jump to what they're asking mm-hmm. you for, whether you use Slack or, mm-hmm. or Skype for your, your instant messages, you'll get nothing done. Right. If you're totally reactive to clients, Mm -hmm. you'll get nothing done. Mm -hmm. If you're totally reactive to your parents, your kids, Mm -hmm. your your partner, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get anything done. And so when you think about scaling your business really quickly, rapidly, Mm -hmm. you have to change these beliefs because Mm -hmm. otherwise you're not going to be making good decisions. Mm -hmm. You're just going to be jumping through hoops to please other people. It gives you that like instant feel good. Like it's a little that, dopamine hit, right? It's a little Ooh. dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you can get addicted to the dopamine mm-hmm. and be poor. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that for anyone. I, I believe that everyone has the right to be rich and everyone mm-hmm. has the potential to be rich, but they right. have to change how they are showing up in this world. Mm-hmm. It, it does require that you change. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's, it is something that, you know, we, we, we keep joking about the hamster wheel, but it is that, you know, we get caught up in that cycle of just, as you said, reacting and reacting and reacting. And what happens is, you know, we're going merrily along on our project and 
we get sidetracked, you know, squirrel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, you know, that, and, and breaking ourselves of that habit, I think is, is one of the hardest things, um, you know, just, and, and whether it's work or when you're not working, I mean, that's the other thing, you know, do you have your phone with you in, you know, when you're on family time and you're continually looking at it? Um, you know, all of these things. And, and that's, that is nothing new. I mean, you know, we've been, we, we, you know, we get sidetracked very easily and, and, you know, but it's simple things really just, you know, turn your phone upside down, turn your phone off. Um, all of these things, the, the world won't stop. And I think that's maybe, maybe that's the ego thing is we also think, well, if I don't do it, someone else will. And, you know, my thought process on that is, you know, if if I don't respond to a client at 9 PM and they go find somebody else, they weren't a good client to start with. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, nah, that's, that comes back to, to the boundaries that you were talking about. Absolutely. And I think that this is a a matter of discernment and you Mm -hmm. have to really look at it Mm -hmm. case by case. Mm -hmm. There are certain, there are certain industries where, you know, if there's a new client that comes in Mm -hmm. they're they're, they're looking for an instant feedback, Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. you have to create systems Mm -hmm. for that, that don't Mm -hmm. require you to be fully present. Right. You, You have instant access mm-hmm. to the information that mm-hmm. is required. And that can all be automated, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. Um, I, I do think that the bigger issue around boundaries is this idea of this fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. And if you fear rejection, it's really a fear of survival mm-hmm. and security. You think that th- th- your, your subconscious mm-hmm. mind thinks that you're not going to survive mm-hmm. if you tell someone no, because right. you were conditioned mm-hmm. To get love mm-hmm. through the attention mm-hmm. that you got when you jump through mm-hmm. a hoop. Okay. Right. And and that's that's a very challenging uh dis- choice to make mm-hmm. on the daily for many people, including mm-hmm. women who who have been brought up generally to be the caretakers. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's discernment. Mm-hmm. And and it can be a beautiful dance that that mm-hmm. we we play because you know, it, it, when it's going well and you feel like you, you're, you're taking care of everything, mm-hmm. right? Like I've, I've made good decisions in my business mm-hmm. and I can show up and be present with my family. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel relaxed and can chill, you know, that's a great, um, great feeling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little bit of discernment there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it is, it also comes down to your, our own self-worth. I think we question that. And, and, you know, I've talked about this on the program with, with several guests, you know, we, the, the little voice in our head is always, you know, second guessing us, telling us, eh, um, really, do you, do you think you should be having your own business, Amira? You know, (laughs) and, you know, and, and and it's right because those little voices came from somebody else, right. You know, those, they didn't just appear and whoever it was, very well may have been meaning well. They were trying to protect us, you know, I, and I mean, I'm, I'm a little older than you. And so, you know, I grew up at the very, I'm, I'm at the very end of a baby boomer. And so, you know, it still was kind of, you went to, to college and you got your basic 
degrees, teaching, nursing, things like that. I told people I wanted to be a lawyer and they looked at me like, oh my God. Um, and, and then, you know, luckily I talked myself out of that one, but, um, you know, they, we were taught. And then, then of course it was, you did those things, but then you got married and you raised the family and maybe you went back to teaching, you went back to nursing, all these various things. And so when we said, Hey, I'd like to be a lawyer, I would like to do whatever those well-meaning people said, who do you think you are? Yes. Yes. Mm. You know, and, and they, they really were in, in most cases, not all, but they were trying to protect us. But then those, that little voice got stuck in our heads. And, and so a, a big part of being successful is telling that little voice, bite me. (laughs) (laughs) You're crack up. I love that. Yeah. I mean, fundamentally we have to, the, the way I really assess Mm -hmm. the accuracy of the voice in my head Mm -hmm. is I, I use the law of cause and effect. If I Mm -hmm. listen to that, what is the result of that? Right. And most of us don't actually take it to its logical end Mm -hmm. so that we can really see, well, well, if I listen to this, Mm -hmm. I will lose my dream. I won't make the money Mm -hmm. I want to make. I won't make the impact I want to make. I won't um, be able to fulfill my passion. I will die with the music still in me. I will live with, with Mm -hmm. regret. And if you play that out, then you see, oh, look, that's the result of listening mm-hmm. to that voice. I don't think that that's what I want to listen mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. But most people, hu- human beings have this very clever ability to block that out, mm-hmm. to not think long-term mm-hmm. about decisions and mm-hmm. to only think short, short-term. short And so, mm-hmm. you know, your greatest power is your power to choose. Mm-hmm. It's It's what is is going to change the direction of your life. Mm-hmm. Every choice you make changes the direction of your life. And, mm-hmm. and we're talking about very small choices in terms of listening to that, that specific voice in your head, mm-hmm. but it can make a huge, it make mm-hmm. a huge difference in, in, if you think about like, who am I to put my name in the hat for that speaking opportunity right. mm-hmm. to, to go and do a Facebook live and, claim that I have mm-hmm. something to say. Who am I mm-hmm. to, to put a proposal in for triple mm-hmm. the amount that I did previously? Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's really this 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 self-worth piece. And it comes out in in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And and I really, it was one of the things that I did when I when I quantum leap my income was mm-hmm. I I I held myself to a higher standard mm-hmm. around my self-worth. And it, right. and here's something around the the that's specific to women, but you could probably um find an example of this for men as well, okay, mm-hmm. easily. But I remember when I was that that year that I was really quantum leaping, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I show photos of myself uh going through this transformation mm-hmm. at the summits that we do. We have these income breakthrough summits and and I like to show the difference because when I first started this journey, I wasn't um, ugly or anything like that, right. but I wasn't put together. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Like you said, you went to work in your clothes, you'd slept in. Correct. You know. mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to say frumpy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Self, self-describe mm-hmm. as frumpy. And yet it wasn't the woman that I saw myself mm-hmm. as 
in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. but I kept putting it off. Like someday I'll be like that. Right, right. I'll be like that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, later never came, right? Mm-hmm. Like the years just kept mm-hmm. going by. So that year I was like, well, I know that I was studying success. And and one of the the key attributes is that you have to be the person that you want to be before Mm -hmm. you get the result that that person has. Mm -hmm. You have to start living at that level. You have Mm -hmm. to start making decisions Mm -hmm. from the place you want to be, not Mm -hmm. the place that you are. So I was like, okay, well, if I want to be a businesswoman who makes this much money Mm -hmm. and and lives like this and Mm -hmm. does this, I need to start making decisions from that Mm -hmm. place. Right. Well, I remember I was standing on the street corner, looking across the street at mm-hmm. the the nail salon mm-hmm. and like pacing back and forth. Mm-hmm. I know that there are a lot of women who get their nails done and that this is not a big deal. But for me mm-hmm. at the time, this was mm-hmm. many years ago at the time, I was like, can I spend $45? Right. It's so extravagant. Did you really yeah. need to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would Jack think? My husband, right? Mm-hmm. It, Jack didn't care. Jack was like, go have fun. Right. Would Jack even notice? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And, um, but I was pacing Mm -hmm. and I was, and was like, it was a big choice for me. Mm -hmm. That was like, I did not see myself as worthy of that. Mm -hmm. That seemed like way too much money to spend on myself. And, you know, at the time I wasn't making nearly as much money and Mm -hmm. all of this sort of stuff. So I, but I had to hold myself to that higher standard. That's Mm -hmm. the point. And I went in and I did that and I, then I started getting my hair done and then I started Mm -hmm. getting my hair professionally Mm -hmm. colored. And then I started going to nicer stores to buy Mm -hmm. clothes. And then I hired a stylist and then I, you had that mindset of what that image was. Correct. And I, incrementally, but quickly. And this is where mm-hmm. people, people ask me all the time, how do you close the gap on time mm-hmm. on goals? Like people right. make, make more money over a lifetime, but mm-hmm. how did you do it so quickly? Right. And how mm-hmm. do you teach people to do that so quickly? Mm-hmm. And one of the key things that I give people is make decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't go from getting my nails done to having a personal stylist who, and, and just buying whatever the frick, mm-hmm. freaking right, I right. want. I okay. Want that. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, now I'm like, she, it was, it's on my mind. Cause we, I did this at six this morning. She mm-hmm. was like, here's all, here's the new clothes that you need mm-hmm. to go buy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, click, 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 click. Um, and I didn't get there overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I got there quicker than most people do mm-hmm. because I, I incrementally, but quickly right. made, made those decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every time I felt that resistance, you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. That that's not for you. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Who are you to do mm-hmm. that? I I use that as a trigger to say yes mm-hmm. rather than no. Right. And yeah, yeah I am worth it. You know, it's yeah. what was it? The L'Oreal. Right. Right. Wasn't that the L'Oreal? Yeah. I, because you're worth it. Right. And, you know, and, and that really is it. You know, it's and and it's just like success. I mean, it's different levels for every single person, but. You know, the the second you have that, uh, that's when that little, that nice little voice, you know, maybe we've got the little devil and little angel on our, our shoulders that, and maybe it's the little devil that chimes in and says, yes, you are worth it. You go do it. Yeah. It's, and, and what happens is that you do feel this conflict inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, and, and this is the same, let's bring it back to business a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So if it, I connected it, this, this building my my uh, 
look, if you will, mm-hmm. to the, the image I had mm-hmm. as who I wanted to be in business. Mm-hmm. And the, the image that you or the listeners have mm-hmm. is totally different than my right. image. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not, av- I'm not advocating one single way of being mm-hmm. in, in business. Everyone has their own vision of what they want to look like, mm-hmm. but go for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I knew that I was doing that on one hand, but I was matching it with the, the, um, increased revenue on the other mm-hmm. hand. Right. Okay. So you weren't bankrupting yourself by doing that. No, but I was holding myself to higher and higher standards. Mm-hmm. Like I was flying around the country when this was back in the when day. We when could. we could. <laughs> right. Uh, and I went to my mentors mm-hmm. seminars and I went to every single one. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not every single one, but I went to like eight, like mm-hmm. a lot in one year. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that he taught me and it freaked me out, Deb. Okay. Totally freaked me out. And he learned it from his mentor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like it's been passed down. I'm passing mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it was back of the front of the plane, back of the car. And I thought like my mindset at that time, ah, was, you mm-hmm. elitist. So first class stuff. and chauffeur have a driver. Yes, mm-hmm. pretty much. And I like, I could not wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. I was like, that who it was like, who so, are you? Uh-huh. Who, that's not who I am. I don't deserve that. And so that year I was like, I have to pay per- first class tickets. And mm-hmm. I didn't have the money, Deb. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, like that was not in the budget. I mm-hmm. was paying for mentorship. And I was like, I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I don't have the money. And then I was like, if I'm going to live this, I need mm-hmm. to walk the talk. And mm-hmm. I did it. And the concept, just so it's not like this, this, phrase that, that goes in it one mm-hmm. arm out the other. The concept here is that if you don't have a reason to make more money, mm-hmm. you, you won't, make, you won't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and yet there's a rub to this. Mm-hmm. Some people have a high tolerance for, for debt, for being behind, for mm-hmm. not paying their bills. Right. I have, I have, I don't mind credit card debt. It's a mm-hmm. way to leverage money in mm-hmm. business and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, right. mm-hmm. that's, you know, people use that all the time. Mm-hmm. I have no judgment about that, but I am not going to default on my, my bills. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to not mm-hmm. pay my bills. Like I have a, that that's unacceptable to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I was buying things, I, it was then forcing me mm-hmm. to do the scary work, right. the hard things, mm-hmm. make different decisions mm-hmm. in my business, raise my mm-hmm. prices, which is terrifying mm-hmm. for most people. And I tripled my prices that year. That was, that was a, an out of body experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but the, the result was that that was my new level that Mm -hmm. I was working at. And I stayed at that level. Mm -hmm. It it forced me to raise my game. Right. And it, and then I got used to it and Mm -hmm. like, you never go back. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and it, it does affect how people look at you. Um, you know, let, let's take the, the airplane example. You know, we look at somebody in first class or somebody who can afford first class very differently than the coach person. Now, you know, there's, the, you know, maybe somebody just doesn't want to fly, fly first class or whatever, but we do think of them differently. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, you, know, you were, you were mentioning your personal stylist and, you know, how, how we show up in, in our clothing, you know, if, if you go in and I mean, a great example is, you know, let's let's talk lawyers, you know, that the lawyer who goes in in his five thousand dollar suit 
is looked at very differently than the person who goes in with his suit from Goodwill. Now, they may have the exact same education. The guy you know, that got his suit at Goodwill might actually be a better lawyer. But you know, it, 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 that, that outward impression that people have is, is also how they treat you. And so they expect better from you, right? You know, if, if you're the $5,000 suit, then I'm going to expect you to do $5,000 suit work. And you'll expect it of yourself too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's one of the things that happened when, when I raised my prices, I became a much better coach. I was like, right. well, if they're going to be paying me this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I better, I better up my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've never stopped, right? Then mm-hmm. I realized I can keep upping my game mm-hmm. and, and the more value that I provide, mm-hmm. the, the, the more I will receive, mm-hmm. you know, the law of right. compensation says right. that mm-hmm. you'll be compensated according mm-hmm. to the need for what you do, mm-hmm. your ability to do it, mm-hmm. and the difficulty in replacing mm-hmm. you. Okay. Right. And, and so if you keep raising your game, that's the second point, your ability to do it. Mm-hmm. It's part of that law of compensation. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I talk about that first year, one of the things that I did was I studied. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that's not a sexy, you know, Thing. You know, mm-hmm. we all want the quick fix, but right. I really, mm-hmm. really, I studied what success was, mm-hmm. was going to take. And then I started to apply it. Mm-hmm. I was bettering my best. I was mm-hmm. raising my game. I was raising my standards mm-hmm. for myself. And that is one of, one of the success mm-hmm. Secrets, if you will, it's not really mm-hmm. a secret, but like people, people get uh, complacent mm-hmm. and and cruise. And mm-hmm. one of the things right. we're always doing in in our company, at least, and and I and I encourage my clients mm-hmm. to do it. It's like we're ask we ask for feedback, we iterate, mm-hmm. we get better, we do more. So anyway, th- I think that's a really important piece mm-hmm. to the, this whole right. puzzle, if you will. You know, and. You mentioned earlier, you know, talking numbers. We have to talk numbers. I had an interesting discussion that I was participating in yesterday where they said, oh, we don't really like to talk numbers. And I mean, you you have to talk numbers. You know, if you have 10 clients now, then your your number for next year should be 20 clients, should be 50 clients. I mean, whatever it is, what your income is. I mean, you know, we have to have those numbers because if we don't have those numbers, we don't know when we've reached that point. Um, you know, you you mentioned goals before. I, you know, if, if there's not an end point, you don't know when you get there. You know, I've, I, my my favorite analogy at the moment is the GPS. You know, when you get in your car, you have to give it a destination. If you don't, it, it doesn't know where to take you. Um, it might take you, you know, I, I, I don't even know if you can get, you know, hey, GPO, hey, Siri, take me wherever you want to go today. I'm not sure that's going to work. Um, but you have to tell it where to go. Now, you you know, obviously we look at it, go, oh, that route doesn't look good. And, and you know, that's why it gives you multiple routes. So that's that's the whole process of this. You know, you look at it and you go, okay, I want to get from A to F. How am I going to get there? Um, you know, and, and, and you have to know that that's where you're, you're trying to get to. Yeah. We have something called the scale plan. And mm-hmm. part of that is, uh, we, I, I call it hashtag make love to the numbers. Like mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to, you have to look at your numbers right. and, and, and figure out a business model and, and make sure that it works. If this is your goal and mm-hmm. this is what you're selling, mm-hmm. how many widgets do you need to mm-hmm. sell to get there by next year and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then you have to do the math on your time as mm-hmm. well. We started the, our conversation mm-hmm. out about boundaries and time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, 
oh, I'll just work with a gazillion people. And they have no sense of, especially if they're in a service-based business Mm -hmm. versus product-based business, Mm -hmm. that, that, that doesn't scale, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so we, we, we have spreadsheets that we give people and mm-hmm. break it down to to make it simple, but mm-hmm. you have to have the data there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's the thing that happens for so many people, especially around marketing, Deb, um, well, marketing and sales, sales, you need to be tracking your numbers. You need right. to be tracking your reach mm-hmm. outs, all of that so that you know what your conversion rate is. Then, you know, like, I need to talk to 10 people every month Mm -hmm. to get one sale. I need to talk to Mm hundred people every month to get one Mm -hmm. sale, right? Like you need to figure out what your conversion is so that Mm -hmm. you're not like wondering why isn't it working? Mm -hmm. And the same thing with marketing and Mm -hmm. it becomes, um, then you can make data-driven decisions Mm -hmm. and not just go with what you think people Mm -hmm respond to what you think is working. It's like, what do you actually know is working? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing around data, which is so important. And I hope everyone hears this because it it was something that got me really, really like um, confused in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You, if you need more people in your marketing funnel than you ever, Mm -hmm. ever believed that you needed, because people think I'm going to do a I don't know, some sort of uh, training, a mm-hmm. webinar or something. And a hundred people show up and one person buys and they feel bad. Mm-hmm. Well, industry average is like 2%. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. They did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for their first time out. But if they don't know that, if mm-hmm. they don't have any relative comparison, mm-hmm. They're going to make themselves feel bad about mm-hmm. their efforts and stop. Mm-hmm. And this is where really understanding industry and, and what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. and having data can help you get out of the noise mm-hmm. that's in your head and help you stay in momentum and stay unstoppable. Right. Yeah. right. You know, and there is something about having a number that makes it easier to wrap your head around. Um, you know, I work with clients on their social media posting. And, and I tell them, you need, you know, we need to be posting daily. Now, if I say that, they're like, yeah, okay. If I tell them we need to have posted 30 times this month, they go, okay, fine. <laughs> and, and then at the end of the month, they'll say, how many did we do? Um, you know, and, and it's the same thing, <laughs> but having that number is, is, is makes it just easier to shoot for. Yeah. It's that specificity. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And then they can track it Mm -hmm. also. Right. Right. You know, and they can go, well, wait a minute. Okay. This month we did 25 this month we did 60. Oh, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's, there's, it really is. And so it's, you know, the same thing you're telling yourself, I need more clients. Doesn't work. How many more you need? That's as squishy as it gets. Right. Um, if you say I need five more in the last quarter of the month, that's pretty easy to figure out whether you did it or not. And then you can figure out, okay, if I had 10, what the heck did I do? If I had three, what the heck did I do? Um, right. You know, and, and then you can fix things or learn from them. Yeah. We live in a universe that works according to lo- the law of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. There's always a cause to every result or effect mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. So you can then back engineer it, right? Mm-hmm. Then if you, if you want this kind of result, mm-hmm. you need to understand what the causes are Mm -hmm. of that. 
some of them, sometimes it's very tactical. Like what was my social media posting? Mm -hmm. Like what did it convert? Like Mm -hmm. why did this convert? Mm -hmm. This convert. We did 30 this month and 30 this month. Why did this month? Right. Yeah. Better than Mm -hmm. this. Right. And you can look at the causes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and that allows you to then like make it, um, not a crapshoot, right? Mm -hmm. We live in an ordered universe and it's not random Mm -hmm. and it's not driven by luck. Mm -hmm. There are always causes. Mm -hmm. So success has causes. Mm -hmm. Revenue has causes. Mm -hmm. Um, Client attraction has causes. Mm -hmm. Some of them are things like doing your social media, which is very Mm -hmm. important these days, but some of it is around like, are you magnetic? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to show up as someone who impresses others that they right. can help mm-hmm. them have more life, mm-hmm. right? Have mm-hmm. more in their life. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to, to, to share what you do and position what you do, right? There's so much mm-hmm. to, to what causes success. And much of it is the, the inside game. Right. So. Right. And you have to be fluid with it. I mean, that's the the thing is it's not, I'm going to look at this every once in a while. I'm going to look at this once a year. No, you, you need to look more because things do change. Um, Mm. You know, I'm, I am a, you can tell, you know, a, a very social person. And so networking was a big part of how I did business. I have not been to an in-person networking event for over 20 months. I, I, you know, it just timed out right that I hadn't been to one, you know, since February, you know, before the pandemic hit. Um, And so, you know, I sat down and I thought about it because things are opening back up again. You know, things opened up really quite a long time ago here in Georgia, but I thought, okay, I miss the people, but did I lose business? because I wasn't doing those things. No. So then why? Okay. Was I not working those events right? Was I just going and being Miss Social Butterfly? Were they the right events? I mean, all those various things. And and so the conclusion I have come to is great people, great events, just not the best use of my time. Um, You know, and and so, you know, those are those things. and, And, but the key is to not fall into the excuse trap either. The, you know, well, my business declined because I couldn't network. So what? <laughs> you, know, you, you weren't unique. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no and, alibis, no yeah. alibis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the big, I mean, that's a big thing for people. And mm-hmm. the, the excuses come in so many different mm-hmm. forms. And here's the rub, Deb. You'll never agree with the excuse that you don't believe. Mm-hmm. You always believe the excuse. Right. They always seem reasonable. Mm-hmm. They always seem yeah. for you right now. This this mm-hmm. is absolutely a reasonable reason to stop. Say no. Mm-hmm. Do it later. Mm-hmm. Put it off. My parents need me. My kids need me. Mm-hmm. We're moving house. Mm-hmm. We we mm-hmm. just moved in. It's right. becoming the holidays. Mm-hmm. There's COVID. There's mm-hmm. right. Like there's there's like, uh, you know, I'm working on the mm-hmm. the biggest one for people in business. And tell me if you you recognize this one. Like I'm raising my hand to this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had I've had to call myself out on it a, a, a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't do sales, right? Which is you know a lot of people say I, I don't being, like sales. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love sales. I teach mm-hmm. sales. I mm-hmm. didn't used to. It was the mm-hmm. like people say building a business is the biggest personal growth journey. I think learning how to do sales. Oh, for yourself I know. Mm-hmm. is the biggest personal growth right. journey. Mm-hmm. 
But mm-hmm. once you do, then once mm-hmm. you know that sales is service, once you know mm-hmm. how to have a conversation that's genuine and mm-hmm. connected mm-hmm. and really of service to someone, then then you'll fall in love with sales. Right. Like it's, right. it's really incredible. Mm-hmm. But the biggest the biggest excuse or alibi, Deb, I mm-hmm. think for for people in business is I can't do sales because I'm working on this marketing initiative. Mm-hmm. Okay, like we have this biz dev thing mm-hmm. that's really important that I got to get done. Mm-hmm. And you put all, you take your eye off the ball mm-hmm. and you put all your, your focus and your effort over here on this other thing. And you wonder why your sales went down this mm-hmm. month. Okay. This is what creates that roller coaster mm-hmm. of income. Mm-hmm. If you want consistent cash flow, which is a big thing mm-hmm. for people in business, like some months are up, some months mm-hmm. are down. If you want consistent cash flow, you have to understand what causes income. Mm-hmm. Money comes from spirit, source, infinite intelligence, mm-hmm. God, whatever right. you want to call that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's always expanding. Mm-hmm. We have more money in circulation now than mm-hmm. we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. Think about that. How much money was in circulation when Cleopatra was ruling? Right. The world, right. Mm-hmm. Versus how much is in, is in circulation mm-hmm. now? Okay. Like it just keeps getting more mm-hmm. and more and more. Okay. So there's, there's an abundance mm-hmm. of it and it's more and mm-hmm. more and more. It's not in your bank account, but why? Okay. Mm-hmm. Money comes from spirit, source, mm-hmm. infinite intelligence through people, mm-hmm. through sales. Mm-hmm. You have to get good with people. A lot of people have wonky energy around people. And, mm-hmm. and I just don't, I don't mean just the social stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. they feel uncomfortable asking for a sale. Right. They don't, they don't feel comfortable getting a no, mm-hmm. having someone. Right. Because they them. take it personal. Correct. Yes. And so money comes from spirit. You got to understand how the laws of the universe work Mm -hmm. through sales, uh, through people, through sales. So Mm -hmm. you got to get good with people and you got to get get it good with sales. And there's a, there's a whole like way of doing sales. That's Mm -hmm. really high integrity Mm -hmm. and high conversion with your business and your high Mm -hmm. ethics. It's a great thing to learn. Mm -hmm. If you understand that's what causes money to move. Mm -hmm. Then you can put the right causes into effect if you're mm-hmm. committed. Right. You'll learn how to do mm-hmm. sales. You'll learn how to be with people. You'll mm-hmm. learn how to connect. Right. Yeah. You know, and and we do have, and I've talked about this numerous times, we do have this negative thought process regarding sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it was funny. I was giving a, a talk one time about this, and I said, you know, and this was when we did this in person, right? When you were in front of people. Um, and I said something about, you know, we feel like a used car salesman. And danged if somebody didn't raise their hand and say, guess what I do? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So now it's, you know, a snake oil salesman. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. You know, we can all kind of understand that concept, but that that we all have kind of this slimy thought about sales. No, if we don't do sales, we're not going to be successful. That's really what it comes down to, you know, and and so as you said, do it with integrity, you know, do it with the right thought process. You know, you're not doing this just to make money for yourself. You are doing it to help others. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what it is. And so how can you help them with what it is that you have? I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. You have to be, I mean, if your business solves a problem for people, mm-hmm. great. Right. Okay. And if, if it, it doesn't, doesn't, well, maybe it's a luxury item. I mean, yeah, but that still solves somebody's problem, correct. right? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you don't solve a problem in business, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in business. Mm-hmm. People, people 
buy, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they buy often with emotion and mm-hmm. back it up with logic, but mm-hmm. they're doing it because they have a problem. Mm-hmm. They want more life. They want right. to grow. They want mm-hmm. to expand. Mm-hmm. We have a growth directive as humans. We all want to mm-hmm. grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of us block it in our unconscious. Mm-hmm. In many, because many again, ways. we think, ew, that's not polite. That's not ladylike. That's not whatever. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yep. Um, but we all want growth. And mm-hmm. if you want growth, you need, you blocked in some way. Mm-hmm. Maybe for your clients, they don't know how to do social media. Mm-hmm. They're blocked in that way. You help them grow by helping them solve that problem. Mm-hmm. My clients don't know how to get out of their own way. Right. They don't know. They don't. And, and, and I don't, my clients are super smart women. They're mm-hmm. really driven. They're, they, they are not um, stare at their navel women. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. They they're, want they're, to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're go-getters and mm-hmm. they've always been successful according to the rules that they mm-hmm. were brought up with. And yet now they're in business and they're not, um, it, it works by different rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they want to break through. So mm-hmm. anyways, if they, if they want to learn how to reprogram their belief system, mm-hmm. if they want to learn the laws of success, if they mm-hmm. want to learn what it takes tactically to scale a business, if they want to learn sales, if they want to learn marketing, mm-hmm. then they come to me. I solve right. that problem for them. Right. Perfect. And, and that is, that's a win for both people. Mm-hmm. It, it needs to be a win for both mm-hmm. people. Right. That's a perfect segue because we're almost at the top of the hour. So if someone is reaching that, okay, I'm ready to go to that next level stage. And they're thinking, (laughs) how do they contact you? And and what are the services that you provide? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So in terms of contacting us, the best thing to do is to come to our website, Mm -hmm. which is the unstoppablewoman.com. And men, you can go there too. It's okay. It's true. We love men. Um, very pro men, just in case you're wondering. Um, but we have a free stuff page. So mm-hmm. we have a page where we have a ton of resources mm-hmm. on the website where, you know, you can get to our podcast where I do a ton mm-hmm. of teaching. You can find out about the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit, mm-hmm. which is three days of me teaching you how to scale your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have those twice a year. So it's a really great um event and mm-hmm. we do do networking mm-hmm. um, and connecting via virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, and we have all the social media stuff there, lots of downloads that will mm-hmm. help you scale the scale plan is there. Um, and, and you can find the link to our, our Facebook group mm-hmm. um, there. And also if you want to book a consult and figure out, you know, how we can help you specifically, mm-hmm. we're happy to do that. So all of that is on the unstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. If you want to look at that page and in terms of services, we do private coaching Mm -hmm. and we do something called the spirit of wealth mastermind and masterclass. And that's a, um, a high level program for women Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. And again, it's the inner game and the outer game of business. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. But I I'm curious on your, your, uh, conferences, are they in person or are they still zooming or both? So the one that we have coming up, mm-hmm. we, we did hybrid earlier mm-hmm. this year. This one we're doing all virtual mm-hmm. and I'm hoping in 2022, we will do in person again, mm-hmm. but we'll probably always have a virtual component because we mm-hmm. have a ton of people who um, dial in uh, via Zoom mm-hmm. internationally. We mm-hmm. have people in New Zealand, we have people in Canada, mm-hmm. UK, Germany, Hungary, all mm-hmm. over the world. So 
um, Switzerland, you know, so uh, being able to do it virtually is, it allows us to, to really mm -hmm. provide the teaching to more people, mm -hmm. which I love. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, we, we are my women, I call them my women, but my, mm -hmm. the women in my community, mm -hmm. they love, they love the virtual events. We've mm -hmm. been really dialing in exactly how to do the connection so that mm -hmm. when, you know, when you're in person, you're at the a table with people right. and you're meeting mm -hmm. people in the hallways, mm -hmm. like at this virtual event, we're having, we're having hallways. Um, ah, I know, technology is, it's, it's so cool that they're adding all these features that we can do this. Yeah. And so as if you ran into someone, mm -hmm. you know, on the way to the mm -hmm. water fountain kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we're doing a lot of mm -hmm. really big engagement stuff. Yeah. Great. I love it. I love it. Well, this really has been wonderful. And, and I can't wait to, to look at more of your information. Um, and again, it's at the unstoppablewoman.com. Um, you know, and, and fabulous information. I mean, you know, I, I was glancing through it before and, and really lots of, of great, great tips on how you can improve and, and be more successful. And let's be honest, we all, you know, I think that back to the little voice, that little voice really is in there saying, we can do more. So now we have to pay attention to that little voice. Don't let anything squash that little voice down um, because we can't, we can do more, um, you know, and, and it's just a matter of saying, I will do more and, and then taking the steps to do it. So Amira, this really has been fantastic. Do you have any final thoughts for everyone? I'm going to just play off of what you just said, that, that in order to fulfill your dreams, to really go for more and, and become the woman that you know yourself to be, mm -hmm. but haven't yet executed at, you have to, you have to be courageous. You have to mm -hmm. step forward. You have to risk, you have to be vulnerable. You mm -hmm. need to make decisions from the place you want to be, not mm -hmm. from the place you are right now, because the place you are right now gets you the results that you have right now. And so really grow yourself, make that courageous decision, whether it's, you know, coming, <laughs> whether it's my, my dog You're, says somebody's adding their two cents too. worth. <laughs> He's very excited about that. You know, whether it's, you know, coming to an event mm -hmm. or, you know, really stepping forward with some big decision in your mm -hmm. life or business, like go do it, mm -hmm. you know, make it happen for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, I have been having an absolutely fascinating and wonderful discussion with Amira Alvarez. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.